0: most beautiful things to spend my time doing and the stories that come across one's inbox as people fill out an order form is uh, really where the design process starts so to keep things anonymous let's let's call this guy james i've filled out the so many and i'm reading from his order form I've filled out this so many times with it, actually, without actually sending it. Put down a number of different things, but what I realized is less specific. More, uh, what I realize is, I want is a less, a specific model and more of feeling. This has all grown from a comment you made on a podcast about an '80s downrailed Thruster and the feedback that the board gave you. I want to experience that feeling, that feedback. Volume and consideration is the next category, and he writes, this board is to be used as much as I can. I'd say everyday driver because I never want to be disappointed that I have this in the back of the car. If you're asking for specific liters, then I surf everything from 29 liter shortboards to mid-length 40 liters plus. Mostly in the South Bay, LA beach breaks with the occasional trip to SoCal, Malibu, Cardiff, Reefs, and a variety of those types. I have a nice little reef break near me that isn't hollow or heavy, but offers a pretty shoulder on the right, on a west-northwest swell. 70% of the time at my beach break, it's Redondo Beach. It's a regular footer, and uh, experienced and committed, so stoke in the next category. Been doing it a while, 16 years. Most of the time, I used to develop very bad habits, so I spent the last three years trying to undo that coaches and technique help. Focus on the basic has helped me finally moved out of just of a forever beginner that thinks maybe is more than that phrase. So basically intermediate I guess if you have to put it a word to it. I'm 5'11", 172 pounds, age 36, uh, size 9 or 10 shoe. I like to ask that. It's really important how big one's feet is apart from your height and weight. It's your leverage point on the board. I'm happy to bring a few boards to show you what I've been riding, and if it helps, nail down this one. So I built, I built James a board, and I looked at the boards that he brought in. And what was interesting is the ones he constantly rode. You could see clearly by the amount of traffic on them, were clearly easier to easier to ride surfboards, and they catch waves, and that's part of this, but. What was clear was they were never going to let him really tap into that feeling of the wave. And maybe that's what piqued his interest from the comments of having feedback from a board. What I've come to learn over time is the amount of feedback is really, really important. And we'll get back to that in other episodes. But the sensation of what the board's sending back through your feet and legs into your body when you push into the wave and the board pushes back. I mean, it's clear signs there, but you can have too much of that, and that can either be frustrating or something you can't overpower or control. And you can have too little, and that's where you become a passenger and not a pilot. And those are the wrong words to try and convey the right idea in one's mind. So that's where, that's where James and I started. So looking at those boards, I admitted to him that he's going to be very frustrated with this board unless he does the right thing on it in terms of being in the right place to take off on a wave and doing the right thing on the wave. Now that can cause frustrations, but it can also train you to do the right thing. So that was something he was willing to bite off on, something he's signing off on to to sign up to, to doing the right thing in pursuit of becoming better and learning. Not learning, but per- per- perfecting his um, skills. Now, this is where things really start. So, <laughs> I love how detailed he is, and sharing this is going to be a, a, a tedious effort, but it goes to show the amount of waves and the amount of thoughts that he's captured to convey an accurate sense, like his broad database, in other words. So the email reads: My first twelve rides on the '80s downrail thruster. The only I've been wanting to get back to you and my feedback on the board you made me. But I wanted to make sure that you had enough time to give a meaningful information. It dawned on me that you might find my raw notes more interesting. So I'm sending the notes from the last first twelve sessions I had. In total, I've ridden 153 waves on this board and spent a total of 11 hours, 17 minutes in the ocean on it. (laughs) Even that's staggering. I hope you enjoy the story here. Let me know if you have any questions. Here we go. First surf. I just needed to paddle and surf on the board. Not even sure that it was the right board, but I wanted to surf on it. I did that. Didn't feel much, but I was satisfied anyway. A few days later, this board exposes my deficiencies. My takeoffs didn't work until I got my eyes right. The board didn't slide into the wave, but I had to lean into the rail and then it would fly. I could feel those moments that I was doing the right thing and it would take off down the line. I needed to be focused to get this one to work. It also sticks to my feet, which is wild. A few more days later. The board once again challenged me to be better on takeoffs and riding. When I was able to get to my feet I felt things I haven't felt before, like rewards for going on rail and punishment for when I wasn't. I was turning and moving in ways that I'd never felt before. I'm not sure it was the right I'm not sure if it was right, but it felt good. I had to be extra careful on takeoffs and position myself just right. Or it was an exercise in frustration and tension. I felt exhausted. The end of I had a leg cramps galore. Wishing for better waves or wishing to be better on the waves that were there. I wanted something easier. But I know I could have just wanted to try my hand at this board. It scares and excites me to see where I can take this one. A few more days later. Paddled out pretty well. Caught a few fun ones. This board is so fast when handled correctly. Started off strong, then backed off to let Peter catch some good ones. Started missing the takeoffs. And so I focused on looking down the line, getting to my, getting my takeoff right. Got better, but I get tired because the board is harder to paddle than some of my longer ones. Stoked to have picked a good day and a good spot. Also got the feeling that the board, when I wasn't doing the right things, definitely bogged. I got a little frustrated but started hooting everyone into good waves and I felt way better. That is really interesting. What a great positive mindset, deflecting his frustrations into positivity for others. A Few more days later, I was giddy getting into the water. So in fi- excited, in fact, it was hard to stay focused. I needed to catch a few to just to settle down. I smiled and hooted, called people in. It was fun. Then I settled down and focused on taking on, and focused on the takeoff. Started to get deeper on the wave and stay committed. This is what I need to stay focused on. The board delivers. Sometimes, and other times, went bogged down. I think this is what Donnie was talking about. The rewards are there, but when I'm off, the board will let me know. Peter got some gems. I caught a lot of waves and claimed my spot. Noticed when other guys were paddling too hard. Few days later, I spent the first few waves looking down, my back foot getting mad that I was in poo stance. I made a resolution to focus only on getting to my back foot onto the into the sprinter stance. After I've made that decision, my surfing transformed to to speed play. The belt, the board felt like it took off, and I was the reason. The simple adjustment on Pop-up allowed me to take off so fast it felt like I was linking everything together linking together the vision of the line and the, uh, and the <laughs> linking together the vision of the line and the bottom of the wave the correct way to access the speed on the curves the board continues to offer the greatest rewards of any board I've ridden yet and is also the fastest to slap me down if I don't get things right <laughs> a few more days later felt like I was shaking off the cobwebs, focused on the back foot like a sprinter, and was able to catch waves I wouldn't have caught otherwise. I felt like I'd, I was close to having a bad session when I got the, f- the right when I got the feet in the right place and connected long lines for long rides. I also got the board vertical on a left that felt right, unweighted and sharp. I felt good at the end. Next session. Thought about taking out now the 6-6 egg, just because the conditions were small. But I wanted a challenge, and the rewards that this board offers. Just a short time in the water, but I was able to grab a couple thigh-high waves, both left and right. grabbed the rail, really tight Once Thought I would dented it under tuck. <laughs> with this board, uh, With this board, I've had epic days and bad days. And that have reflected how I've been in tune with my board and with the ocean. Today was the first in that ex- in that my experience was that I was on the cusp of unlocking the board today. My vision was good and I looked into and picked the waves but I wasn't landing my pop-up or I was missing the bottom turn. Just little things that were missing. Maybe it was a reflection on how I wanted the waves to be better and this was the best that they had to offer or maybe it was or may, maybe my bad isn't as bad as it used to be. And that's an interesting assessment. I've really been focusing on two things, looking down the wave on takeoff and planting my feet like a sprinter, getting away from landing with my back heel down towards the ball of my back foot. It surprised me that I kept missing bottom turns and I was getting feedback from the board that wasn't that I wasn't on rail, or it would bog if I leaned too far But that's where I kept coming back to this board that provides me with immediate feedback about whether I'm putting it all together or not. Today I don't really remember much other than the visions of the shoulder and the feeling of my feet landing. That might be enough for today. Next session. Today I wanted to get out and hit it, catch some good waves and have the board light up with speed and turns. I got the immediate feedback that I was missing the bottom turn and asking the wave to push me instead of me getting to the bottom and using the rail. I decided, I decided to start leaning into bottom turns. The pushback was remarkable. I felt my legs get tired from the force of having my board push back on even the knee-high corners I found. Didn't really put it all together outside of a ride or two, but I wanted to keep crouching and leaning to see what happens. It might be the next next step for me to work on. Or maybe it's just looking for a bigger canvas to push down. Next session. We started in the dark and it was amazing to see the waves break as I paddled for them. As I peered down the line, the wave looked like it was moving a lot slower than it was in full light. As the sun rose, so did the tide and the waves improved with both size and shape. It was almost a barrel riding opportunity, but I kept missing the waves because I wasn't letting myself be in the moment. So I took a breath, let myself relax and focus on being in the water. It's not like this completely changed the session, but I was able to focus on catching the waves and stand up and throw, catching the waves as they stand up and throw. And I did get into a couple. The vision of the wave shoulder trailing off as the wave is coming from nowhere. The key indicator that I picked the right one, one of the right ones. I paddled and I saw I was going to go, landed on my front foot too far forward. It launched forward in a desperate hope that I could body surf the rest part of the wave, but all I got from my brother's comment about how I saw my nose pull. I didn't catch a lot of waves today, but I did focus on feelings that I can help me surf better. I was thinking that I should switch the board today, but I'm getting the sense of the more critical the wave, the more I can trust this one under my feet. James. He called me a few days later. No, I I correct myself. A few months later. It was a few days ago that he called, but he took some time off the sport and uh there was a there was a obvious frustration, and yet there was a deep sense of curiosity too. What impresses me most is somebody who's really trying to do the right thing, going through the measures to learn what they're doing wrong to fix those things and you know embrace their strengths and Fix the weak, weak, weaker areas. I listened to James's story. I listened to his feedback and his comments. Besides these first twelve wave rep- waves ra- reporting that he reported on, and uh, there were a couple things that came to mind as I was listening to him speak, and the frustrations seem to keep showing themselves in one area. But he kept coming back to how he really, really, really enjoys the board on his backhand. Now, of course, the board's asymmetrical, and we've helped him surf the way he's standing. In other words, combating those frustrations on his heel side. And he gave review of an early morning surf at Huntington Beach, which he doesn't always surf, but had a fantastic and memorable experience there. And that's what's fantastic about these boards is, well, about any boards, is they bring bring memories you'll never forget. big part of that is such a joy listening to him unpack these things, it was fairly obvious and absolutely clear that he should be riding a bigger board. Not because this board was too small, but these frustrations maybe that are showing him where he's going right and wrong are polarizing to help uh, fix technique, but maybe in the way of just getting that overall sense of surfiness. That's when he told me that he had ordered some new boards from fantastic shapers and i was so happy to hear it i think it was a 6-6 he ordered and sure up the wave count and he could bring this learn technique that he had been practicing on the other boards and finding and feeling through these 80s down rail sensations that we talked about and designed towards and put those onto the bigger platform that he could then write on any size canvas this all happened over a time and the reason he called back was to to let me know that he got back onto the board he got back onto this 80s down rail thruster that we'd made him and what had happened was his surfing had improved so the next step was then to find where there's more ground to be to be to be made so he started playing with fins and he'd kept a really detailed list. I love how detailed and and thoughtful he is to take notes. He kept a really detailed list of what fins felt which way in what condition. And, I mean, there were minor adjustments between AM2s and Future Flex and, I mean, the F-Series and very similar templates. But uh, what I told him was... I don't think it's actually the fins. I feel like you need to go out there, apply what you've learned, and this board will come alive. But keep things simple. If we're talking about pushing yourself through a sensory experience of what the board's feeding back into a wave, sometimes it takes riding other boards to learn where you're losing the joy or having too much fun or having too easy of a job Well, then, sometimes making your job more difficult to highlight those weaknesses. We went back to the, I'm waiting for a report, but we went back to the most simple fins. I'm sharing this story though because it's so interesting that somebody set out on a path to push their surfing forward, to get this feeling, the sensation of what a board can bring out, a specific design, a specific nuance in essentially surfing's history but the sensations that we were talking about, what it's going to feel like to ride this board, I felt like the details in James's story were personal on his own, clearly, but we can all learn from them. I love how he self-corrected within his session. I love that he was brave enough to admit when he was wrong and excited enough to count up when he missed good opportunities that maybe that's what makes this whole thing so special. It's the best opportunities don't always show themselves every day and we come back day after day waiting for that perfect wave to be able to do the right thing on it. Technical elements and dimensions aside, falling in love with the sea is the most important thing. But his story was worth sharing because there's so many things going into this. (laughs) Even here getting tied up in a ball of whether it's too much information or not enough You know, we can overthink these things. And maybe what's more common, though, is underthinking them. So, balls back in your court, what are you thinking about? What are you working on? And what are you having fun with? And where can the fun be maybe up to a little more? So it's a balance of fun. It's a juggle of technical elements. And it's always, always, always a joy to put those things cohesively together, both through design technical ability and an appreciation for the sea.